What a day. What a day. Day one of the championship series for the Sooners and the Texas Longhorns. It's the Plank Show. We are uh, needy in coverage of tonight's game as it pours right now in uh, the greater Goldsby area. I, in fact, here's here's the embarrassing part for me right now is <laughs> so I'm in I'm at home today. One of the great nice surprises this morning was to wake up and find out that one of our cars is not starting. Good times. So I am stuck here, and I shouldn't say stuck. I am blessed to be in the Goldsby Brown O'Haver Studios today. Just a short drive from the great township of Washington. And I just, I can't even begin to explain how embarrassing it is that the door to the studio has blown open and I can't go shut it. <laughs> I don't, what am I going to be like? Gonna be like? Hold on, Connor. I'm going to run and shut the door real quick. I'll be back right back live. There. So you probably, as by the way, Josh is, Josh has got promoted today. He is, he is doing the afternoon show. So big time for Josh. I guess is is Teddy on vacation this week? Is that what I saw in the studio? Yeah, I think okay. he's on vacation. Okay. I think the next week too. So Teddy with the two week vacation. Well, I mean that's. I mean, listen, he's on the Howard Stern plan. I'm not going to lie. I'm I'm not envious. All right, excuse me. I'm very envious. Uh, two week vacations, Fridays off. I mean, he's he's learning from his mentor. It's it's pretty awesome. But. Uh, so Josh has been promoted to the prime real estate of drive time. So that means we get to hang out with Connor today. And the potential return, if you're up to it, at 1030 this morning of Connor's Corner. Of course, Plank. Let's do it. <sighs> One segment down. Now, here's, the, <laughs> here's, here's what we're battling right now. Don't worry, Sooner fans. Voice is fine. It, it, some, there's like a ramp up for me. And literally, I'm, I don't know how else to put this. I just woke up. This is Chris Plank, uh, 45 minutes after waking up. I had, <laughs> I had not slept in like three days. And no, and don't, I'm not like being boohoo for me. I, I don't sleep that much anyway. But actually, it had been four days. Because when, let's see, it, it is Wednesday, right? So on Sunday... Sunday, we had the two games that I did for Westwood One. Then I had my show, and we didn't get off the air till 1 a.m. Then we got up, drove to Oklahoma City to do uh, as much of this show as we could, called four games on Monday, didn't get home till really, really late. And then last night, for some reason, I was, again, knee-deep in prep. I mean, just to try to have all the, the angles covered, you know, and Listen, I say knee-deep in prep. I was reading Patrick Dunn's notes is what I was doing. And so after you look up, and you're like, whoa, probably need to go to bed. Slept through an alarm. Blew th- Dogs make sure I was up by about 15 minutes ago. So don't freak out. I, voice is fine. How many, how many hours of sleep do you get a night, Plank? Oh, now average? listen, I want to tell you something. I can hear thunder out right now. Can you hear it raining with this uh, with the studio? Yeah, I can hear it, and okay. we're I think we're expecting some hail. 
oh, very oh, soon too. Okay. Well, the good news is my car is under cover right now, but that could change here momentarily since we're at, welcome to the one car family, the planks with three kids and 80 different events going on. But okay. Sidebar real quick. I am, uh, I'm a big needing my seven hours, right? If you, if I fall asleep by one, if I can sleep till eight, I'm good. If I, if I fall asleep by, you know, 10 or 11, then I'm golden. It's just the, the falling asleep part has become very problematic for me because there's so many things now that you want to do, right? I mean, I blame society. I blame the me. I blame the media. I blame the social media. I blame Instagram reels. I blame this stupid NASCAR game that I'm playing all the time on my stupid phone. I blame Twitter.com. I blame uh, writers who actually put good content out. I mean, I just, ugh. It's like you don't want to go to bed. There's so much going on. I could be I could be in bed by ten thirty, then end up just going to sleep at twelve. In I'm bed big, for about an hour and a half. So I, one other quick sidebar before we get to softball, I have become a big fall asleep on the couch while playing on my phone guy. Just where you're like, ah, that's pretty funny. I might put the phone down for just a second, get back after it here in a bit, and the next thing you know, you look up, and you're like, oh, okay. Well, it looks like I won't be. Uh, Looks like I won't be getting up in a bit. Let's just kind of make ourselves comfy right here. Like four in the morning. But yeah, so uh, good night of prep. A lot of notes and information that I want to share with you today on the Plank Show. And with Connor's Corner set in the third hour at 10.30 a.m., there's a lot of things which has kind of typified this program. There's a lot of things that could still pan out, right? Um, I have reached out to Texas play-by-play dude. And honestly, he's, he's one of the nicer guys on the planet, Andrew Himes, and he may join us. The problem, the problem with his schedules, I think it's, it's very much up in the air. And I, 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 hope, I hope we have a chance to talk to at a baseball junkie. But if not, oh, that's Andrew Himes again. So it is not the voice of the Norman Tigers. Sorry, Andrew. It is Andrew Haynes, the voice of the Texas Longhorns, who is slated to join us a little bit later on in the program. But yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to preview this series today. Now, we had another press conference yesterday. I've got all the uh, all the necessary nuggets, if you will, from that and. You know, the, the day before a game or the day of a game is always a bit of a challenging show because, in reality, we're all just waiting for the game, right? We're all just, we're all just counting down. And, you know, TJ throws his takeout earlier that Jordy could start and he thinks Jordy's going to start. I can't sit here and, and fight him and argue with him on it because I don't know that he's wrong. But... You know, it, it, if we could nerd out for just a second, and knowing, knowing your background, Connor, as a baller on the diamond, you, I would love to hear your perspective on it. And maybe this is sports in general. When you have an ace who has shown now that, in this instance, she can go 
do you give her that next opportunity? Or when you've had, it, and again, a, you could say co-ace, um, a, a number two, if you will, a 1A, who has been dominant, do you ride the hot hand? And I think, well, listen, I, I'm not going to try to get inside the mind of Patty Gasso. You would think with the way that Hope has been throwing, it's just an automatic that she's going. And, you know, to be honest, when, when Hope faced Texas this year, she was, she was pretty impressive. She, she didn't pitch a ton against Texas whenever we went in, when was that, April. And I know there's not much you can take from that game. But still, she was, she was pretty good in those opportunities. But maybe more specifically, she's been really good in the Women's College World Series. She's been really good in the Super Regionals. I don't have to, I don't have to go back to April when she pitched two and two-thirds of scoreless two-hit innings and shut down Texas. Kept, kept the Longhorns at bay when the Sooners tried to rally. Uh, and ended up rolling Texas on that Friday game. So, I don't have to go all the way back to April, but there's the numbers for Hope versus Texas. You add in, you know, I don't I don't know if these types of storylines matter at this point in the season, but it was down to Texas and Oklahoma, reportedly, whenever Troutline was making her decision. And OU has had a couple pitchers get hot over the last few years. In the World Series, right? G. Juarez was on fire last year in the World Series. I'm not I'll, – I'll leave it up to, like, my man OU Believer 56 to go dive in and, and really give you the numbers. But G. Juarez in the, the World Series was a different beast than the G. Juarez we saw – well, we didn't see in the Super Regionals and definitely than what we saw in the Regionals. And maybe that's what's going on here with Hope Troutwine. It's like the it's like the same situation from last year with G. Orris, like splitting time on the mound last year, and that's the same thing Hope yeah. Trotwine's doing, and then now she's getting all the all the games pitching this in the World Series. First Air Comfort Solutions text to hit today from the four oh five plank. I agree with TJ on who's starting tonight, because it's all about looks. And Texas has seen Hope just two games ago. You go with Hope in game two to win it all. Now, I mean, listen, it, she had really good success against Texas in game one. And maybe instead of me going back to April to give you some perspective, I could go back to Saturday. But, I mean, they also saw Jordy for 14 innings in April. And I don't, I don't know if that's a situation where you look at it and that scares you that she threw on Friday – wait, Saturday, that you would use her again. I mean, she was pretty good, six in, uh, a complete game six hitter, only had the one strikeout. But then, you know, I, I guess to your point, then Texas could go with Estelle Check tonight, who Oklahoma hasn't seen outside of a third of an inning whenever they were there in April. And Check was really good on elimination son- uh, Monday. I don't know. I don't know how Patty looks at it. I don't know how Jen Rocha looks at it. I don't know what they think, but it is one of the more intriguing storylines heading into tonight's game, who you go with in the circle. Hey, here's, here's another angle to it. Maybe Jordy needs a little bit more time. I mean, 
it was just Monday morning whenever she threw more pitches, at least in a game, in a game setting, than she's thrown since essentially May 5th. And maybe it's not as easy to bounce back as they thought. And maybe you err on the side of caution. And maybe you go ahead and say, we feel if things go wrong with hope, if things go sideways, if the control becomes an issue or whatever it might be, any of that, then you've got Jordy and you can bring her in and it's a different Jordy than what you saw before, right? I, I, again, all these questions go into. They have numbers, they have stats, they have tendencies. You know, we went into, uh, DJ Sanchez and I talked about it a lot. We really think or we really thought that Nicole May was an incredible matchup against UCLA. And we saw how that went. Sometimes what looks to be the best matchup isn't always the best matchup. So it's a topic today. We'll get into it. Which way would you go, ball or trout wine tonight? To me, I think it's hope trout wine. And that's a complete 180 in, in my usual thinking. 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439 if you want to get in. Also, uh, 405-329-9000. That's 405-329-9000. And uh, listen, I have accepted the addiction to Twitter.com. Hopefully, you can uh, help me out at Plank Show if you want to jump in at Plank Show or at Connor Pasby. This is the home of Sooner fans. We'll stay on our backup power for a while, Connor. <laughs> we just had a power flash here in our Brown O'Haver Goldsby studio. Good times. Yeah, just keep, keep it safe over there. I don't know in June. And I don't go back too terribly far. I've only lived in Oklahoma since 1994. But I don't know if I've ever seen the first week of June quite like this. It's been and crazy. Look, I'm not complaining. I don't mind it. Well, maybe right now I am. Uh, I would say this because like, you have all kinds of people, whenever it's raining this early in the morning, suddenly what becomes the concern, right? What does this mean for the game? Well, I, I try not to get too caught up in the hourly weather forecast or predicting what's going to happen at 9.23 a.m. <laughs> for a game that isn't tonight until uh, 7.30 p.m. But it, it looks like we should be good for this evening. And I mean, well, I mean, well the, right the Hall of Fame Stadium holds up pretty good when there's, like, a decent amount of rain, like, on that day. I've noticed that a few times. Yeah, it does now. It, it, it didn't. And let me tell you something. If we, if we happened, and I know we're not, but just to kind of give you an idea of how much rain they've had, the, the upper auxiliary fields and even most of the lower auxiliary fields, I don't even know if they can do batting practice on them. It's been, it's been a challenge. But based on my very professional radar viewing, it looks like this is all going to be moved out by like 2 o'clock this afternoon. So that gives 
the guys and gals at USA Softball a good four hours to get the field ready. And the drainage system is really good out there. It is unique, though, because I think most people know this. I don't think it's something we have to reset a lot. But there's that wall behind the actual temporary wall and all the temporary outfield stands. So you're setting up you're setting up a fence in the middle of basically an outfield. <laughs> kind of when, when this was originally built and whenever it, the way that it's set up, you know, they have to manually build a, a warning track. They have to manually go out and create a warning track there. They, they dig it up. They put the dirt in. They make it look amazing. So it is still a little bit awkward because – of the way that the actual drainage system is set up. It's set up for like, what would that be, like 320 down the line or whatever it is. So it's a little bit different, but I wouldn't panic quite yet. Like, let me give you a for instance, Connor. Welcome into the Plank Show. It is a game day edition. OU in Texas in game one of the championship series tonight, coming up after the bottom of the hour. We're going to hear from Patty Gasso and some of her comments from yesterday's presser. Mike White is coming up at 10 a.m. this morning. Uh, Andrew Haynes, the Texas play-by-play voice, may join us. Uh, But, no, the thing that's interesting to me is I have my sister who's coming in from out of town. And her and her – I've talked about it on this show. My niece, Ellie, is a softball fanatic. Fanatic. In fact, I'm I'm sitting here busting trying to get her tickets for tonight's game. (laughs) They're driving in for Wood River. But they're already panicking. They're already panicking Anakin. They're calling me nonstop. It's like, what's the weather? Well, they're not. My mom is. What's the weather doing? We're freaking out. Are we going to miss the game? Is it going to get rained out? No. No. Now, that's not to say that it may take everyone a little bit longer to get things together. But, no, it's Yeah, maybe like a, maybe like a shorter batting practice or fielding practice. But, I mean, like you're going to have like eight to nine hours. This thing's going to stop around. 12 or 1. So you got plenty of time for 7.30 pitch time. Did did the actual station get knocked off the air or are we good? Listen, I can't say that anymore because when I say actual station, I'm talking about like five or six stations. So we're good. There's just just like a few seconds like we'll just go off and then come back on. So we just just got to fight through it. We just got to fight through it. Is that a me thing? I, is it my setup? It, or is it could it, be. It could be you, but like I said, it's just like a split second, and then you come back. Like now, or are we better now? We're better now. Yeah, we're good. That, oh, okay. Yeah, I just I think that it would have helped a lot if my my car didn't die, and I could be sitting in studio staring at you. But now, now we're counting on auxiliary, um, auxiliary intrawebs. Which is never the best intrawebs. So as long as we're good, we're good. Uh, so let me hit some of these uh, Air Comfort Solutions texts real quick. Uh, 405-651-3439. That's the way to get in touch with the show. Um, the 918 pitches are – the 918 hits us up. You pitch the best pitcher, and right now that is Troutwine. She's the best. She's on fire. Tend to agree. Uh, Hope has carried you to the Women's College World Series, and it's been great. You start and make a statement. Jordy is there if you need her. From the 405. 
Chad Wine has proven to be the best option for a must-win or closeout game. Jordy might still be recovering, but is still the best option to get them a win in game one. I think we know what happens when the Sooners, for some or uh, unforeseen reason, lose in game one. Yeah, they lost in game one last year against Florida State and smoked them the next two games. Lost in game one yesterday, or Monday, excuse me, 15-0. to zero. There's one from the 318. Uh, Nicole had one rough start. If she throws strikes and stays ahead and counts, she is good. Confidence will be the key. So is that someone that maybe says, give Nicole May an opportunity? Yeah, because- I mean, I mean, I thought she, she was throwing strikes and hitting spots. I just give credit to a lot of the UCLA batters. I mean, I thought they were hitting some pretty tough pitches from Nicole May. There is, you know, I, I – have not allowed myself to go back and listen to or, or watch the uh, UCLA game, but I I do know we all felt that she got a little bit squeezed. Now, um, it shouldn't surprise anyone that you have very subjective and inconsistent strike zones. I didn't have too big of a problem with what we saw on – Saturday for Nicole May. But like I said, I, I didn't go back and really Zapruder film it. I didn't go back and say, okay, what? where are we? What's the, what's the zone look like pitch by pitch? We have – I was trying to think. We were down the first third baseline, and we had a bit of a tough angle whenever we were trying to watch the game or, or judge the strike zone. But – it didn't seem as if it was all that bad just from afar. Now, like I said, I don't I don't know. I don't know if once they went back and looked at it, it was, okay, listen, she was hitting spots where we want her to throw the ball and just wasn't getting that call that was typically there. Well, Patty uh, pointed but out no, I think, in the, I think in the post game. game yeah, I think you go with Hope. Patty pointed, yeah. at, pointed on it in the post game that, I mean, that first game, the umpire, I mean, a little tighter. And then with Hope in game two, it felt like he was calling some outside and inside calls. So, I mean, sometimes the umpire, I mean, that makes your decision on, like, you know, like who to throw that game. Because if you got a pitcher, like, hitting that outside and inside spots, you want an umpire back there who's going to call it the majority of the time. Mm. One more quick one. Jay in Tulsa writes, as Twitter.com tells us, dance with the one that got you there in game one. Hope is dope. Jay in Tulsa. Hmm. Good times. Should be fun to debate and discuss today. I'll give you reasons why Hope's the call. She was great against Texas in April. She was really good against them on Saturday. There's a part of me that sometimes forgets we've already played Texas in this World Series. It's just the, the, the Monday was so long, I forget about the Northwestern game. I forget about the UCLA or the Texas game. All I feel like Oklahoma's played so far is two games against UCLA. Then it, it, messes like, with my, it messes with my mind when you stay in the winner's bracket and you get a day off the next yeah. day, too. Two days off now, right? Two I mean, days, yep. And, and it's so weird. You, you take – it's kind of like what the NBA has done over the last few years. 
NBA used to be like what the NHL is every other night. Now the NBA has become, we're going to play a game, take two or three days off, then we'll play another one, take a couple more days off. My gosh. I mean, softball was the ground. I, I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad that they've changed it. I am. But it's, it's going to take some adapting, right? What you played for in that winner's bracket game on Thursday night is, is now completely different. I mean, you want to move on, but you would play on Thursday to play on Friday and then get Saturday off. Now you play on Thursday to get Friday off, and then you play on Saturday to get Sunday off. <laughs> Though I do, I do agree with one thing on Pat, uh, that Patty, that Coach Castle brought up the other day. I don't, I, I've done a 180. I don't care about the game on, two, on the day off on Tuesday before the championship series. You've worked two days where you've got a day off. Now when you get to that Monday, let's not play doubleheaders. And instead of expand, I'm not saying expand it another day. I'm just saying, if you've been in that winner's bracket and you've won your first two games and someone has to beat you twice, then you play that second game instead of a doubleheader on Monday and a quick turnaround. You turn around and play it on Tuesday. And so your benefit then is, can I get out of my Monday game by just winning one? It's, it's going to be a constant tinkering with it. My point is, if you want to get your third day off, if you're in the winner's bracket, win your first game. Don't force yourself to have to go out and then, you know, win again that same day. Give, give a day off if you win on Monday. Oh, that's unfair to a team that loses. Don't lose on Monday. Yeah, That's right. I, 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 like, I like that idea. All right, listen. All right, Patty Gasso coming up next from her presser yesterday. Uh, the Air Comfort Solutions text line has been on a fire so far this morning, 405-651-3439. Keep it coming. All uh, big softball show today as we anticipate and count down to the first pitch of tonight's game between Oklahoma and Texas for the Women's College World Series. This will be game one of a three-game set. Well, best of three. <laughs> Your hope is you don't get to that point. But remember, when has Texas been great so far this postseason? Texas has been great when they're facing the potential of elimination. They are 6-0 and in elimination games this year. They did it in Seattle. They did it twice in Arkansas. They did it twice yesterday. They did it on Sunday night. If Texas is facing elimination, they've been fantastic. Plank Show, right here on the Ref Sports Radio Network. Stick around. Patty Gasso next. We're getting smoked right now in Goldsby. Smoked. How's it looking at the Brown O'Haver Studios? Coming down pretty good, Plank. All right, Patty Gasso met with the media yesterday. Let's hit you with a little bit of what she said, uh, looking back on Sunday and now ahead to today, which, by the way, is a 7.30 first pitch. I'm, I don't know what dugout we're in. I would assume that the Sooners would be the home team tonight, but every single time I assume the home team and I assume the higher-seeded team, I'm wrong. So we'll, it's a high, I'm wrong. But the NCAA has a formula. I don't know if they released it last night. I've got two text messages out, but as soon as I know, I'll let the handful of people that have asked to know. Here's Patty talking about last night and now going forward for this team. I think the pros are that you know them. The cons are that they know you. So there's no surprises here. Um, it's just understanding what we need to do 
offensively. I think our experience might help us some having been here last year at this point. So it's, I think both teams are working to kind of get on the board quickly, set the tone quickly. Um, but I like the idea that we've had this experience. We've been here and done that before. By the way, uh, according to my very well-placed source, we are the home team tonight. So if that helps you out at all, that would be down the third baseline so the Sooners would go home, visitors home. I didn't know if they went with the higher seed because I believe both, yeah, both OU and Texas were visitors last game. Yeah, and it's not it, – there's a formula they use. I mean, I won't lie to you. I thought we went through our full pregame, our full pregame, and I watched all the warm-ups and everything. And I just, in my mind, it was, doesn't matter what dugout they're in, UCLA's got to be the home team here because they're the higher-seeded team. But w- whenever the game started, Texas was the home team. <laughs> it's like, whoa, Texas is going out to play defense. Guess they're the home team. And Oklahoma was the visitor's whenever they played their first game on Saturday. So, to me, OU has got to be the home team tonight. That would be the uh, third base dugout, in case there's some of you who are trying to get late tickets, which I have struggled to get like crazy. But that's, Patty, a little bit on Texas, the advantages of playing them, having played them. Who does it help? Who does it hurt? And I think she hit it on the head. This will be the fifth time they played Texas this year. Won two of three in the regular season. Beat them in the Women's College World Series. Though Texas, weird team, man. Can't quite figure them out. They they do not do anything that wows you. They, you watch just, just, when, just when you think they're out of the game, they just keep yeah. chipping away back in it. This is maybe one of the best compliments you can give someone. You watch Oklahoma, and it's going to sound like a shot, but it's not. You watch Oklahoma, and you see the star power. You watch Jocelyn Allo hit balls to the moon. You watch T.R.A. Jennings hitting line drives. You see Jada Coleman, Coleman being able to work the dirt or hit a ball out of the park. I mean, this team has stars. You watch in the circle, and even though Jordy Ball is hurt, it's kind of starting to look normal again. You got Hope Troutwine, a uh, transfer senior who came here for this exact purpose. I mean, you, you see, you watch Texas and you're like, eh, you know, the Jefferson girl is pretty good. Yeah, other, other than that, there's just really not much happening for Texas that, yeah, like you said, that really wows you and impressive at all. But they keep finding a way to win games. I mean, I, I say this knowing that maybe most Oklahoma State fans couldn't care less anymore, but. They, they had no business winning that game. Texas didn't on, Sun, on Monday night. None. None whatsoever. And that, that 5 nothing lead for OSU felt like 10 to nothing. And that three-run homer, just like that, you're back in it within two. Insurmountable. So Hope talked about this moment for her as a Sooner. And I think it's great because she basically lays out the why. This is why she came here. And this is what I came here for, to, to win a national championship and to be with this team who has such experience. And um, they really helped guide me through. I mean, it, this is the perfect ending to my career. Perfect ending to her career. They, they've got some really good stuff on Jossie here that I wanted to share. 
they had asked everyone, hey, what, what makes Jocelyn Allo different? Um, I had the pleasure of pitching against Jossie. This is Hope, by the way. Um, I had the pleasure of pitching against Jossie my freshman year. And that was when I knew she was special because she took a, a ball that was a ball and nobody could hit and she hit it to the wall off me. <laughs> Um, but playing against her has always been the greatest challenge you could ask for as a pitcher because she is the best and she makes you better. And being able to see that and being on a team with her, it has made me better throughout my whole career. And I can never thank her enough for that. You know what? It is it is wild to think what Hope Troutwine has become for this team. I w- it was at the World Series last year whenever – Someone had said, hey, Hope Chotwine's coming to Oklahoma. And, in fact, DJ and I were able to – DJ Sanchez and I were able to sit and talk about it. And, you know, DJ knows everybody. I mean, she knows everyone in softball. So, either she's coached with him or coached against him or played with him or played against him or scouted him or taught him or whatever. And I remember her saying, she's going to be great. She's got to make some adjustments. I was like, really? And she kind of walked me through him and talked me through him. I was like, that's a good point. Because you're facing a different level of hitter. No offense to Conference USA, but you're facing a different level of hitter night in and night out in the Big 12 and in Oklahoma's schedule and then in the postseason than you did at North Texas, even though knowing North Texas plays a tough schedule. No offense to Rodney DeLong. And he knows that. They play a tough schedule. And they play OU and OSU, and they travel and they play Texas and they play Baylor. But – uh, she hadn't necessarily put up great numbers in some of those games. And to see the adjustment she's made and what she's become is amazing. Well, especially from, I mean, she has she didn't get as much starts early in the year because of Jordy Ball, but as the season went on, she just kept getting better, and she's proven why she that perfect game she threw at North Texas and everything just wows you about hope. Yeah, no, she's amazing. And she's an awesome kid, too. All right, one more here before we grab a break. Um, some Mike White audio coming up at the top of the hour. And I'm hoping we get a chance to talk to Andrew Haynes, the play-by-play voice of the Texas Longhorns. We'll see. But we had mentioned the schedule. And I had I, – I think we, we mentioned this and alluded to this, but how has the schedule worked out for Oklahoma so far? This is what Coach Gasso said yesterday. I would change one thing. But first I'll say the days off are really important – for rest, recovery, mobility, but also student-athlete welfare and coaches' welfare, if anyone cares. Um, I would change one thing, and I felt this yesterday. I felt it for us and Oklahoma State. The last time we played a doubleheader was in March, and we are in the Final Four, and we're playing a doubleheader 30 minutes after. I mean, you're playing two games in with a 30-minute break to decide who's going to play for a national championship. I didn't like that, even though we came out victorious. I think if the teams that come through the winner's bracket lose, that we should be playing on a Tuesday night so you get the day off. But we didn't, if we don't get it done, don't make us play a doubleheader because we've earned that right. But play us tonight in that if game, and if we lose that day off, at least we got the morning off and throughout. But playing a doubleheader just is something that we have not been used to, and there's a lot of difficulties behind it from, for us, just trying to get food in to feed your team, and 
I mean, there's a lot of things that go with this. And again, I'm talking about the welfare of the student athlete. And it's felt like 200 degrees yesterday. <clears throat> You're putting your season on the line in a doubleheader situation. I, I didn't really look through everything, but I certainly felt it yesterday. And that's the only change that I would make. There you go. I think, now, I think you should play those if necessary games yesterday with no I games agree. going on. Or after that first game of OU-UCLA, play, play OSU-Texas, and then it gives OU more time to like rest up a little bit and have them play that if necessary game the same, that same night. I found myself really in awe of Coach Gasso with that take. In what has been a full hour of softball preview talk, I'm grateful that you guys uh, and gals get fired up about this and you allow it and you spread the word about it because this sport truly deserves this pedestal. Did I say pedestal like a drunk person? Pedestal. <laughs> pedestal. Sorry. It truly deserves this pedestal. So when we come back, I want to tell you why I'm in awe of Patty Gasso for that take. It's a plank show. In case you can't tell, Josh has got the call up to the show. No longer down here slumming in the minor leagues with me. He is in prime time, drive time with Tyler McComas, the most promoted and most important show on this station. So he gets the call to the big game uh, on a big game day. So when Connor and I come back, I want to explain why I'm in awe of Patty for that next. Got a lot of stuff from yesterday's presser on Jocelyn Allo. We were just listening to it, and it was fantastic. How good was that, jo- uh, Connor? Just in, did you get to listen to it, or were you – dealing with everyone who comes in studio during the show. <laughs> I, I listened to part of it, and I thought, I mean, it was cool to see. Uh, I mean, she talked about, or someone talked about the Mike White pulling the scholarship. Oh, that's Alo. Yeah, that's Alo at 13 years old. Man, yeah. I was, obviously, obviously you didn't know Jocelyn Alo was going to turn into yeah. the best hitter of all time, but, man, that's something that sticks to your stomach for your pretty much your whole coaching career right there. Well, it, it, I, I actually – I've got a little bit of a defense, but we'll see. Um, of of Mike White, does that sound crazy? I got cra- crazy talk coming out of my mouth here in hour number two. But hey, whatever you can use for fuel and momentum, we'll take it. So, I want to tell you why I thought in the final four minutes here of hour one. Hour one is always brought to you by Van Hoos Fence, vhfence.com. Their perfection is your protection. And if you need help with a fence, call the crew at Van Hoos Fence, vhfence.com. That phone number oh, – hold on a second. It helps if I actually have the phone number right here in front of me. That phone number for Van Hoos Fence is very simple. Just give them a call at 405-735-1167. Okay. Patty Gasso, yesterday, during the press conference, was – pushing for something that she didn't need because you could have easily shut up because it benefited you. You lost your first game 7-3. to You turned around and won 15-0. But when Cliff Brunt asked her about the, the new schedule and the one change she'd make, what change did she want to make? A change that honestly m- might have worked a little bit against Oklahoma, right? And here, again, I'm not, I think even with the day off, 
and Oklahoma played UCLA last night, I think they were going to get them. They were going to beat them. But to me, you see someone, Connor, that's pushing for a rule change that, honestly, they're just coming off winning that second game. Right. And here's a coach that's saying, hey, we need to do this different. It's awesome. And then, yeah, I just don't, I mean, the, yeah, I don't like the back to back and only having 30 minutes to, you know, get yeah. back, back to it. Because, hey. ha- I mean, you, had all, you have all day yesterday to play a game. I think that's what they should do. Yeah, you and, and listen, it, I had been, you know, Sean, and I know Sean, we don't get a chance to hear from Sean on the phones. Either he's busy or he still hates me. But Sean always brought up the point, and I, and I think I tend to agree with him. I didn't want to change anything, right? Let's make it a grind. If you get to Saturday and you got to survive, sorry, don't lose. And uh, I guess, yeah, that would be Saturday. We could play two games of that day. You get to Sunday, don't lose your first game. But. I've always been a big proponent of having a day off before the championship series. I think it works to build a little bit of excitement and and generate some juice. But if that's not going to be the case, then if that's going to be the case, which we have now, and you have two off days before it, let's just go ahead and then and not have them worried about a doubleheader potentially on Monday and let them play the game on Tuesday. But it's been nice. It's been nice to have the off time. We'll see who it benefits tonight. Mike White next right here on the Home of Sooner Fans.